Hi, a Georgia man sentenced for cyber fraud theft of over $2 million, and his brother is still at large. Stick around to listen to this story on eCrime Bites Nibble number 31. Hey, welcome back to eCrime Bites, nibble number 31. So in this case, there's an individual, his name is Christian Akatsugami, worked with others to defraud companies through fake invoices sent via stolen corporate credentials. Apparently, the invoices looked real enough for one victim to pay nearly a million dollars. Other victims thought that the invoices looked suspicious and they didn't pay. In total, they sent about... $13 million worth of fake invoices, and the victims paid just over $2 million. So, of course, as a researcher, I said, how the heck did they do this? So I started looking into the court paperwork, and I found some passages here that I thought you might find interesting, too. So what they said, and this is the most technical that I could find about this case so far. So they said, between approximately August 2019 and November 2020, Christian Akatsugabi, together with his brother, Emmanuel I. Akatsugabi, and I apologize if I'm murdering his last name, I'm trying my best here, and others engage in spear phishing, credential harvesting, and business email compromise schemes, which involved sending phishing emails to employees of companies and agencies in the United States and the United Kingdom using stolen SendGrid email marketing accounts, stealing and harvesting other, I'm sorry, stealing and harvesting the employee access credentials on computer servers, using the stolen credentials to access the victim's computers, and then sending fraudulent invoices to victims requesting payment of funds to bank accounts in Hong Kong. That was a lot of words. So what I took out of that was, They broke in via phishing, which means sending realistic looking emails that people will click on and dump their credentials into, and then the attacker has their credentials. They would then log into places that are meant to send emails in bulk. So um, SendGrid is just one of those companies that provides that service. And it sounds like they use that possibly to fake some invoices that look like they were customers of these victims' companies. So what, from a victim standpoint, what it looks like when I'm interpreting out of this is I would get an invoice that looks like it came from one of my customers and looked really realistic, and I would know the difference, and I would say, hey, I'm going to pay that, but the account on there is actually the hacker's account, which is an, an account in Hong Kong. So they're paying something they think is realistic, but it's not. And the money is then going to the attackers. So the information continues. They say in November 2019, for example, an employee of a company in the UK received a phishing email, which resulted in their credentials being logged, stolen, and then later stored on a computer server that was accessed and maintained by Christian and his conspirators. 
Using the stolen credentials, the conspirators sent an email to another employee of the company that appeared to originate from one of the company's vendors. The email attached a fraudulent invoice in the amount of approximately 434000 with wiring instruction to a bank in Hong Kong. The victim company later paid the fraudulent invoice and wired the funds to Hong Kong. So you can see they just made a ton of money there. Similarly, in December 2019, using credentials stolen from a Massachusetts victim company employee, Christian and his conspirators sent an email to another employee of the company that appeared to originate from one of the company's vendors. That's the part where, as a technical person, it's not super clear to me how they did this. And I think that's where they're talking about this, the um, SendGrid email. I think they kind of faked it somehow, but they don't say explicitly. That's just me kind of guessing and re reading between the lines. So to continue, the email attached a fraudulent invoice in the amount of 4,900, I'm sorry, 498,000, so almost a half million, and requested the victim send payment to a bank in Hong Kong. The victim paid the invoice together with the second invoice to the same amount, in the same amount, wiring a total of almost a million dollars. It ended up being $996,000. A lot of money. In January and April of 2020, Christian and his conspirators perpetrated a similar scheme against two other United Kingdom-based companies, sending fraudulent invoices in the amount of one of them is about a half million dollars and the other one's about a million dollars, respectively. These victim companies recognized the invoices fraudulent and did not send payment. So in total, the conspirators sent victim companies fraudulent invoices in the amount of $12.86 million of this amount. Victims paid the balance in the total amount of $2.268 million. That is a crazy story, isn't that? So if you enjoyed this real quick E-Crime Bites nibble, which is just a few minutes update, I'm going to guarantee you're going to like our E-Crime Bites podcast where my co-host Seth and I take one of these cases and we go a little more in depth in it. Usually about 30 to 60 minutes. We talk about the crime, the people behind the crime, how it works at a technical aspect. We talk about what happens when they go to court, maybe their defense, uh, if they're convicted, if they're sentenced, what they're sentenced to, and all that kind of stuff. We try to give you that progression of the story and tie a little bow on the end so you can listen to these stories independently from each other. You can jump in on you know episode nine and not have to understand anything in one through eight if you don't want to. And you can pick some of your favorite cases. So. Again, if you really enjoyed this, I hope to see you over there on one of our longer episodes, and I hope you enjoy those as well. Thanks.